Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. In today's world, chaos is the only certainty. Over the last several years, we have witnessed the impossible occur in global events. The need for families and individuals to not only survive, but to thrive is now greater than ever. Experts the world over have emphasized the importance of generating additional forms of income. In the technologically advanced world we live in today, what if there was a way that we can use technology-powered AI where we can have algorithms do the work for you? Well, thanks to Algo Factory, that is exactly what we did. We teach you not only to leverage the market and carve out profits in the chaos, but we show you how to have a better quality of life by creating your own custom algorithm that trades on your behalf 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All the while, you can continue with your day-to-day -day responsibilities, checking in when needed on your trades that is working for you. Many clients of Algo Factory have been able to fund their savings, go on dream vacations, and even quit their nine to five jobs. They have created more time for themselves and more time for their families, all through the power of advanced AI and their personal custom algorithm, Algo Factory. Trade your job, upgrade your life. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's V the Grill Economist with the main man of the hour who needs no introduction. It is one and only Jet Blake. And many of you are wondering, why so late? Why do we start late? Well, I just got back from vacation and I walked into the maelstrom. It's been uh, an absolute gauntlet of Murphy's Law working very actively upon me and anything that could go wrong went wrong today. So that's where we are, an hour later, but thankfully Jet is here. Without further ado, you can find Jet over lurking within the Rogue News Discord. If you need to join the Rogue News Discord, just go ahead and click on the links that are in the description box. Also check out our paid sponsors, uh, algofactory.tech, algofactory.tech. With that being said, Jet, good morning, buddy. How are you? Oh, real good. 
How about how about you? Well, we talked a little bit. You had a successful vacation. Yeah, vacation was great, um, and you know turned into a little bit of a staycation. But it is what it is. Not staycation, but uh, a workcation. A little bit of work in there as well as uh, as well as the trying to enjoy. I saw a blue whale jet. I saw oh, a blue really? whale. Oh man, it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Did a little, mm. did a little bit of whale watching. Yeah. Um, had a lot of fun. Loved Southern California. We were in the uh, the Marina del Rey Malibu area, so there was no homeless bums roaming around. So we avoided <laughs> that. I did not uh, slip on human feces and land on a bed of syringes. Thank God. Unlike San Francisco, right? <laughs> Unlike San Francisco, exactly. Good God. And it was great to see people that are just, especially in SoCal and those areas, man. You know, it's. People take care of themselves, so they look good. They dress nice. Mm -hmm. it, it was just, it was, it was good. It was very nice to be around. I enjoyed seeing that. Nobody's walking around in their pajama pants with purple and blue hair dye and ripped up t-shirts and you know, shat tattered jeans or anything like that. Everybody was dressed nice, looking good, good energy, good vibes. Um, but yeah, must be the medication they have out there. I don't know what it is, but it was it was a good time. <laughs> My uh, sister and brother-in-law live out in that uh, area when, when I go to visit mm -hmm. that's the first thing I noticed too a lot of uh, fit healthy people yeah. a lot of uh, healthy uh, restaurants uh, absolutely all it, it, the it, areas were pristine and clean yep exactly it, it's amazing though as soon as you go from like the higher income areas and you go into the lower income areas it, it, it's startling it's so crazy like you go from like where you have beautiful men and women who are dressed nice, you know, they're fit. Then you go into like the lower income areas and, and it's a clown show. It's literally a clown show. And you, 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 you got women walking around that, that look like they're, 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 the shape of their body is similar to a, a bag of laundry. Okay. <laughs> and, and they're wearing the most scantily clothes. Like what in God's name? Right. It's just an aberration. Like it's crazy. You go from class to trash. In no time, you know, and I and, and it's 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 incredible to see, man. It's unbelievable, it really is stark contrast. Well, in uh, today's show is going to be unique in the way of uh, my my presentation. So at first, uh, it's going to be very educational because one of my main uh, degrees, the ones that I enjoy the most, is uh, my environmental science degree. And then uh, that in conjunction with chemistry, I, I use those frequently. But in environmental science, the first part of this is going to talk about uh, nature and the beauty of the Midwest or the plain prairie grasses. Hmm. Uh, they're very common in uh, North America, but also a, a lot of Europe. And you think, well, all right, well, this... This is nice, I guess, to learn about prairie grasses in today's show, but I wonder what uh, the point is. Believe it or not, it's it's a unique approach. If the audience uh, is able to connect the dots, I will show how we have a, a mass psychosis, a, a mass species, a human population that is under hypnosis and has been programmed by human and non-human intelligence that uh, kind of like the introduction of the this show, how it's got mankind detached from nature, obese, 
wearing pajamas in, in public, YouTube viral uh, videos and other platforms where there's violence in the streets, whether it's Chicago or major uh, cities, a breakdown uh, of family, uh, overall tensions in society. How did we get to this point? What What is going on and what's the agenda? What's behind this? Is this normal? Well, the question is, no, it's not normal. But um, to not pull any punches, all of us, unfortunately, have measures of conditioning, subliminal messages, and behavioral traits. Uh, we can fight it, but they're there. And I'm going to take this approach of something that seems simple and harmless, that's very somewhat normal. You can't see me, but I have air quotes, normal, in United States culture, primarily suburbia. And I'm going to break down how it is not normal. In fact, it's extremely evil. You can use the word satanic. It's alien. And the sole purpose is to actually destroy us as a species so that we never, ever come back. And that's that's what's at stake here. I think a lot of people uh, wow. are willing. To, were you going to say something? No, I said that. Wow. So I, I think a lot of people are willy-nilly. They're going through a daily life, and, and they don't take the time to understand how we've been influenced, our parents or our grandparents, especially since the advent of uh, conditions that have changed after World War I and the propaganda and how uh, certain enemies of humanity have really mastered psychology and learned how to manipulate. So now we're five generations in this manipulation and it's perfected to the point that all of us growing up have no idea to the extent that we've been manipulated from the inception from the womb. The minute we leave our, our mother's womb, how we've been influenced. So the subtleties of today's show will weave a tapestry, a very detailed tapestry of something that seems harmless, but is actually disgusting. It's ingenious, it's deadly, and it results in the murdering of human society. So those are powerful wor words, but I can back it up with a presentation that on the surface seems harmless. No, it isn't. Not when you uh, connect the dots at, at the higher level, know what's going on. I figured I'll pick this because being an environmental scientist, I love, I specialize in study of soils, the complexity of soils, and how all life on planet Earth, all life, human, plant, and animal life literally lives on anywhere from, this, these are just estimates, 36 to 18 inches of a horizon or a street name topsoil. So uh, what are they doing to the, to the soil? And if the soil dies, we all die. Everything dies on the planet. Yep. There are a war against the soil. Oh yeah. What, what Chris, what Chris crosses the skies all day long. And there's tens of thousands of YouTubers that talk about this and videos crisscrossing the sky, which uh, used to be bright and blue when we're growing up in the seventies and no longer is the case. It always has this hazy film and what, what's the agenda? Uh, what's happening? I mean, I mean, look at the sun. I mean, when we were growing up, the sun was yellow, man. I remember the yeah. yellow rays of the sun. Now it's bright white, like a fluorescent lamp, yeah. or an LED light. It's mm -hmm. crazy. 
yeah so what's what's going on here well it's it's, it's very advanced and unfortunately it's aimed at you and i our ch our children uh our loved ones and uh, if they can have mankind distracted entertainment distracted with trying to earn a living raise a family uh, no one can come together as a community and fight this so uh their victory is at hand the damage is pretty much done and uh those that are aware or that can break free unfortunately through human history statistically it's only going to be about 0.0003%. That's what's going to be the survival rate of those that will remain an organic human. 0.0003%. It's it's dismal. But let me get started on this uh, today's show and sh show you what I have in mind. See if you can follow along with the logic here. I'm going to do Are you able to see these pictures? Yes. Okay, so here's a variety of pictures. Here's the beauty of the prairie grasses. And they exist in northern southern hemisphere and uh, they're part of the family called uh, Poaceae. Poaceae is the grass family, and they're the world's single most important source of food. They rank among the top five families of flowering plants in the term of number of species, uh, and the most abundant and important family of the Earth's flora. These are the prairie grasses. There's over 10,000 species of prairie grasses. They exist between the uh, latitudes of 70 degrees north and 40 degrees south of the uh, equator. Uh, that also co corresponds with like 98% of the world's population. So it's not by accident. 70 degrees north, 70 degrees south of the equator. There are 800 genre of grasses that fall into three distribution patterns. The success of grasses result from their tolerance of grazing, herbivores, fires. They have a variety of means of uh, reproduction. They're very resilient. And their versatility when it comes to photosynthesis. Many grasses include some, quote, weeds, what they call weeds. I'll get, I'll get into this later. This is a hint. Many grasses include some weeds and cereals, and they've uh, developed a capacity to either self-fertilize uh, from a, a single plant and, and reproduction. They also have uh, other processes through pollination. So they, these are uh, quite pretty. If I pick on uh, this one here, you have uh, purple tail or purple head uh, grasses, just... Uh, absolutely beautiful they're uh, a food source for many uh, animals and insects uh, throughout the world without prairie grasses no life on earth would exist period doesn't matter if you're in a five million dollar condo in new york singapore london you're not going to live no one is if 
these prairie grasses are harmed or no longer exist. Some of the, uh, let me go to another page here. But Jet, Monsanto will save us by giving these new, maybe, maybe they'll give us AstroTurf to live on. <laughs> well, <I'm, laughs> yeah, that's interesting you, you, you said that. So what, what society has been engineered is this. Can you see these manicured landscape lawns? Yes. <clears throat> okay, so. But I like my Bermuda grass jet. Okay, well. Uh, <laughs> Just joking. I, 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 I know nothing of, of grass. Never been a, a grass enthusiast, but uh, this is definitely an artificial concoction for sure. Right. So what happens is if, if you have a. Uh, real estate, you have an investment in real estate. And uh, for the most part, there's exceptions like a family's largest investment is their home. That's been the case for many decades now. And uh, uh, in a lot of subdivisions, there's homeowners association or uh, POAs, property owners association. And there's rules and regulations on your lawn some areas are, are very uh, nitpicky. Uh, they'll fine you if your grass is too many inches tall. You'll, you'll get slapped a fine and dirty looks and so forth from the neighborhood. Or there's a knock on the door saying you need to cut the lawn. But it's a tens of billions of dollar industry in lawn maintenance. You have uh, sprinkler systems and you have uh, companies that do manicured lawn landscaping uh, you can spend a lot of money on landscaping i'm sure people have uh, had that done in their house or they've done it themselves and even just the materials are, are, are expensive and then there's companies that you can hire that uh, treat your lawn and this is any of these pictures this is just random pictures on on google where you have these uh various lawns uh, your home value and how you're judged by society in your neighborhood is you know how beautiful does your lawn look if you're driving by you're, you're judged based on the lawn and in the maintenance so uh, here you have some beautiful uh, shrubbery as shown here and flowers so that's nicely done and it's pleasing to the eye but are these lawns natural no they're no they're not this is a product of marketing and indoctrination that is over five generations plus worldwide so through marketing and subtle mind manipulation and manipulation of society this has been uh, inculcated in our culture to represent value real estate value curb appeal success social status judge of character people judge you by your lawn and, and your home what type of car that you drive these are all, all artificial constructs of success and being a, a good citizen but wh where does this come from and what is the end result of what we think is the ultimate goal of success 
having a, a home, living in a beautiful subdivision, for example, and then uh, having commendations by the by the neighbors. Uh, some cities have uh, lawn of the year or, or lawn of this lawn of the month, and then uh, if you uh, want there was to... one time I won lawn of the century. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> they have uh i've seen them whether well, there's signs saying you know this month's yeah. this month's winter lawn of the year and they uh they put it in the lawn so that everyone can see as they're driving by and it's, it's so what so what is this they, they, they tell us it's grass what is it well uh, what they've done is it's a it's it, it is a grass uh there's basically in the united states there's there's five popular grasses that are heavily promoted uh, seed comes in quantity and the lawn service companies where you can uh, contract a yearly fee where they'll come out and spray your lawn and they'll fertilize it uh, to get to this, this green kind of a golf course type look. And uh, the, the problem is nature doesn't work that way. There's over 10,000 species. So you're not supposed to have a lawn that looks like a manicured golf course or a miniature golf, putt-putt golf family get-together facility where it's got the rotating windmill sure. and you're trying to get a hole-in-one and you have that uh, artificial turf. But this is, this is what we've uh, been conditioned as this is – this is beauty, this monolithic lawn of one of five particular grasses that have risen to the top and promoted as what your lawn should look like and ignoring the other 10,000 species instead of the beautiful variety of prairie grasses. Now, the problem with a lawn like this, uh, pictured here in, in any of these uh, pictures, when you have a lawn like that, there is no nutritional food value for any animal or insect none right well we need we need butterflies we need uh bees we need ladybugs and the the uh, hundreds of thousands of insect species and then uh, the the animal life uh, you have a variety of animal life from deer to um, um squirrels uh, pra prairie dogs uh, for groundhogs, uh, you name it, they all play part of an ecosystem. This uh, sterile, monolithic five grasses that have risen to the top as far as popular lawns has no nutritional value and does not support insect or animal life, which is necessary for a healthy earth ecosystem. Mm. So you're starving. You're, th there's no food supply when you have this. And when you have a subdivisions where lawn after lawn after lawn, where you have over 200 million, just in the United States, over 200 million lawns like this, look at the square footage and the acreage where you've cut off all food. Now I'm going to get into the chemicals and what it takes to have a lawn that looks like this. So not only are you devoiding animals and insects food, you, you have a sterile look uh, versus the beauty of prairie grasses. But to get this look is another nail in the coffin of why the human race is going extinct. And the only ones that are going to survive, it's a very small percentage, 0.0003%. So let me um, do this. 
present. Um, in the Midwest, for example, uh, there are all types of uh, sedges, rushes. Um, you have uh, Indian grass. These are very common in the United States and Canada. All these pictures here. Can you see the list here? Yes. As I'm scrolling. Okay. Yeah. So let me take, uh, for example, this is common uh, where I am and where you are, uh, V, because you're also in, in the Midwest. This is uh, Timothy grass. So Timothy grass is native to uh, mainland Europe. It's widely cultivated as hay and pasture grass in North America. So uh, Timothy grass, uh, I used to, all the time as a youth, would pull off a stalk of Timothy grass and, and chew on it. Uh, you, you can uh, chew on this Timothy grass. You can also, what we used to do, the, the head of the, the Timothy grass right here. We used to, uh, I don't know if you ever did this. These are long stems. They, they can get easily three feet in length. So we would uh, pull them from near the base and you'd have this long stem and then here's the head where you could loop the stem around itself and then pull on it and you could uh, <coughs> pop these heads off and they would shoot off like a bottle rocket. I don't know oh, if you wow. ever did that. We we that's we horsed around all the time and would have a handful of these and uh, pop the head off. Here it shows the height of this little girl. See how it comes up oh, to wow. her shoulders yeah. and like her her uh, forehead. Mm -hmm. So the, these are very tall grasses. Here's the stem. Here you can uh, chew on this. We I'd chew on this all day long during the summer, uh, horsing around and playing. And here's the seeds uh, for on the head. Of the grain. The plant's named after an American farmer, Timothy Hansen, who promoted it outside New England among the British farmers in the early 1700s. So uh, th this is a, a prairie grass that's uh, all livestock can graze on. So it's, it's very healthy. Well, let me go back to turkey foot. Let's see. Turkey foot here. Oh, it might be up here. Here's turkey foot. So turkey foot or pawnee uh, grass is upright and habitats uh, the warm fall colors and it persists into winter. Uh, turkey foot that, that's very soft uh, and pleasant to touch. The, the, the top See how it's turkey foot because it's curled like a turkey's feet with the three yeah. prongs. This is um, a refined off big blue stem grass. It blooms in late summer. It's uh, purplish red flowers appear in groups of three or six. And turkey foot grass has a root system that extends more than 10 feet into the soil. And that's uh, very important for the health, uh, healthy composition uh, of the soil. Uh, each year, a third of the root system dies off, but when it does, it opens up channels for water. So uh, turkey foot, for example, is crucial to nature. It's instrumental with its sophisticated root system, and it helps keep uh, 
the soil horizon and the soil extremely healthy. When it has that third of the root die off, that provides important channeling for water and moisture penetration. So it's not only a, a food source for animals, it's beautiful, uh, exists late fall into winter, and is so healthy uh, for maintaining the longevity and life of uh, the soil. Another example is Johnson grass. There's a picture of that. Right here. Johnson grass. It was introduced in South Carolina from uh, Turkey, from the Mediterranean area around uh, 1800s. And uh, Colonel William Johnson planted it and established Johnson grass along the Alabama River in the late 1830s. And it's used as a forage species and it spread rapidly across uh, South United States. It um, is rapid growing mid to late summer. Uh, it can grow in high temperatures and uh, it grows faster in the cool season. Indian grass is used mainly for livestock forage in pastures and hay, hay cropping. So this is a good food source for cows and, and horses. <clears throat> so these are examples of prairie grasses, many of the 10,000, they're absolutely vital. They're, they're beautiful as well. When you have wild grasses, you have a variety of species. You can have as many as 600 in, in a matter of uh, 50 to 1,000 acres. And they uh, all have various features as far as health to soil, health for uh, pollination, insects, food sources for vital insects and, and animals. But the idea is instead of these 100 plus million lawns with 20 to 30 million acres of having prairie grasses, these are all poisoned and annihilated to have that artificial construct of that monolithic turf that so many people think are beautiful and adds, quote, curb appeal or value to, to your house. Well, let me uh, play an important uh, video here. It's a YouTube video about dandelions. Dandelions are considered a weed. And let, let me double check. Let me make sure. I, I hate those things. So, let me... Uh, <laughs> You want me to send, send me the, uh, uh, the the link in private chat? I can play it on my end if you need that. Um, I, well, I, I did last week. You, you had that on the – do you have last week's email? Uh, no, I didn't even check. Okay. Let's see. Well, yeah, or if you could just, just put in the, the, the private chat over here, it would be the fastest way to do it. Okay, I'll do that right here. Yeah, just copy and paste the, the share link and then drop it in private chat. Bill P., thank you for the super chat. I really appreciate it. If my vows can't eat it. I don't grow it. My horse love Timothy grass. Awesome. Bill P. Thank you. Thank you for the super chat, Bill P. There you go. If my vows can't eat it, oh, if my cows can't eat it, I don't grow it. My horse loves Timothy grass. Nice. Okay. Let's see. 
Copy. Okay, I'm trying to. Do you see it in the private chat? Yes, I'm gonna pull it up right now. Um, started at like 38 seconds. Okay. 38 seconds it shall be. Let's see if I can see it on my end. This is about the importance of dandelions. These things are important. Oh yeah, wait till you see this. Start at 38 seconds. 38 seconds it is. Going to Okay, uh, now before you hit play, yep. now we're taught dandelions, uh, everyone hates them, okay? And uh, you got to get them out of your lawn, and it's embarrassing if you have them in your lawn, and these lawn uh, turf companies and uh, fertilizers. You're making me feel bad for having a contract with True Green. Thanks, Chet. Okay, well, that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the purpose of this show. Uh, you, you, you will see they are arch enemy number one by the end of this show. No oh, so, wow. This weed that we're taught and trained and our parents and grandparents to get this out of your yard. It's a weed. It's unsightly. Uh, you're a, a POS if you have it in your uh, dwelling place. Sure. Um, get rid of this. Poison it at all costs. In fact, there's companies will charge you a monthly fee to make sure this never shows up in your lawn. God, I'm playing one of those companies right now. All right. Well, let's... <laughs> Let's play this video and see, uh, let's just see how wicked and evil dandelion is. And let's see why we, we want to get rid of it at all costs. Okay. Hit play. morning good morning it's really lovely here we're in between two bouts of rain and today is perfect it's dry it's warm it's sunny it's a perfect day to go out and do some harvesting of the wild spring weeds and today i'm really going out to look for dandelion because i've been checking my apothecary here to see what needs to be replenished and the dandelion i've only one bottle left and why would we bother with dandelion? I mean, so many people are spraying it and trying to kill it off. But it's actually one of the most beneficial wild plants that we have. And everybody should be taking it, really, because it, it helps the kidneys, the liver, the skin, the teeth, uh, blood pressure, everything. Um, so I'm going to head outside, collect some of the dandelions that I've spotted, and we'll talk a bit more about it. And then if you stay to the end, you can see how we can use dandelion as medicine. I'll show you some different ways to use it. Wow, blue sky, fluffy white clouds. What could be better? So look, there's a few here. 
thing, one of the things I've noticed when you're going out to harvest something, you just tend to suddenly see it everywhere. So I've got my little trowel here. First of all, I'm going to take the flower heads because they are medicine and food. You could put these into your salad, but you can also make a medicine with them. And we'll take that one. So of course, these are food for pollinating insects. So I'm not gonna take that one because there's, there's a little bee on it already. There's another little fly or something on that one. So always just take five to 10% of any little group of plants that you're harvesting. So, um, oh look, here's one as well, but I'll leave that. Oh, here's, here's more. Let me see if I can get any leaves, if we can get this one out because we're looking for roots as well. Oh, now, so we've got leaves. Look at the, look at the, the way the leaf is shaped. It's very indicative of dandelion because we've got these sharp teeth. We've got the flower head on one single hollow stem. There's lots of flowers that look like dandelion, but they might be on multiple brackets coming off the stem and the root you can see the root is white inside. So there we have. So there's lots more down here. Oh, what a lovely day. Now, here, I'll go to that patch. There's lots to gather on the way back. Now look at this little flower. I'll show you. Now that might look to some people like a dandelion flower, but I'll just show you the difference because it is a little bit confusing. Okay, here is a dandelion. This is a colt's foot. They're very similar, but look at the difference in the stem. This is a plain hollow stem. It has latex, like a white milky fluid inside. This is colt's foot. It's quite um, scaled. There's like little scales on the stem. And obviously the dandelion flower is larger in this case. So we're looking for dandelions. And um, obviously the leaves are very distinctive as well. Now, if you fast forward to nine minutes and 38 seconds, she goes back into her kitchen. Now I'm heading for this. Right there. So I just want to impress on people that um, it's easy to get carried away with enthusiasm and rush out and harvest everything you see, but there's no need to do that because look, look at all I have here after just about five minutes or less. And I have enough to make enough medicine for all of these jars. And I can go out another day and get more because dandelions, you know, they're here for the summer really. So this time I'm taking all the flowers off and I'm going to cover them with oil and that will be used, when that's infused after six weeks, that will be used to make a salve. And the salve will be used for people who have rheumatic or arthritic pain in their joints and muscles. So it can be rubbed on to relieve pain. So you see, dandelion is one of those wonderful plants that just, is amazingly generous and altruistic. Okay, so I've taken off the heads and I'm just gonna leave those to sit there for a few minutes just to kind of wilt before I 
make a sal um, infuse them in oil. So I'm going to separate the leaves and the um, roots. With roots, we can tincture them fresh, which is what I'm going to do now. We can dry them and put them with the dried leaves and then we can make a tea by decocting the roots. If you want to know what all these terms mean, um, you might think about doing the herbal medicine course, which is a digital course. And I explain all of this medicine making in much more detail than I can do here. But we're going to make teas, tinctures and decoctions with the roots. Okay, that's good, V. Just going to cut off. She, uh, uh, wonderful video because she uh, is a natural herbalist and she talks about the natural uh, medicines. That, that video is about 18 minutes long, but she discusses how to uh, make tinctures and uh, teas. You can eat the, the uh, leaves, and, uh, like in your lettuce, and get the uh, just clip the spikes off the leaves, but you can uh, put the roots or, or the leaves in a vodka, a hundred proof uh, vodka, and then uh, that uh, helps as far as a, a natural uh, diuretic, but not type of diuretic of a tea, so it doesn't uh, strip all the calcium and minerals out of, uh, out of your body, but it helps with your liver and kidney function. It's just amazing that one plant uh, is almost like a, a Walgreens or CVS. And we're taught that that's a, an ugly plant that you have to get rid of it. It's not only a food source, but it's a, a medicine with zero side effects. And you can have up to 18 types of medicines alone just on that one plant. So that gives you a, a, an indication why are dandelions viewed as a weed and kill it at all costs? when it single-handedly is one of the most healthful plants on planet earth and it's it's resilient it's in everyone's yard why is it in everyone's yard that's because earth has been designed to supply it in abundance so who who or what has demonified the dandelion as a weed and kill it at all costs you find out that this is a very demonic corporate globalist uh, agenda uh, to get rid of such wonderful plants that they deem call them weeds. They're not weeds, they're grasses. It's, it's, it's not, not a weed. So here's what's interesting. Let me at least play. Well, I could probably do this. You want, I'll, I'll copy this URL and put it in the, I mean, dandelions also play a vital role with the aeration of soil. I mean, right? Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's a food source for uh, critters and in insects. Um, but we're we're taught that that it's it's a disgusting weed and, and get rid of it. And if the neighbors right. see it in, in your yard, you're a deadbeat. You know, because no, they'll, uh, they'll SWAT team you. Yeah, they're making the sub, <laughs> you're making the subdivision look bad. Okay. So uh, we're dealing with a, a global society that's been brainwashed and hypnotized to poison themselves and annihilate in nature what is actually healthy, nutritious, and beneficial. 
there, there's a interesting uh, clip. I think are you are you able to play this clip? It, it's a trailer to the movie The Truman Show, 1998. Yes, I, I, I can I play it. It's like a, it's only like uh, two minutes worth, and then you can stop it. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Morning, Truman. Morning, Spencer. Hey, Pluto. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, down. He won't hurt you. Get down. Yeah, I know. It's just me. Come on, Pluto. Here's a news flash just then. An aircraft in trouble began shedding parts as it flew over Sea Haven just a few moments ago. Oh, wow. Luckily, no one was hurt. But hey, how do you feel today? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's good. You think of the flying part? Nope. Oh, good. This is Classical Fly with Classical Drive. So why All right, see that? The pearls of flying. Settle back. What, the grass? Yeah. Yeah. So we know the premise of this movie, right? Oh, yeah, Truman Show, where this guy, he's the only one that doesn't realize that his entire life is a reality show. He's being filmed from everywhere and everyone. His whole world is, 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 a, is a reality show. He has no clue. Right. And what's the world he lives in? That's the whole kit and caboodle. It's a television set, basically. Yeah, but see how all the lawns are manicured? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's picture perfect, right. See how everyone's playing a role? Correct. He doesn't know it. Right. But all those, theoretically, right? And here's an advertisement. See how they slam them against the. And how's your lovely wife? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right, right, exactly. So, um, what's interesting is that that Truman Show gives a lot of clues. Just that little clip was enough to show that the premise of the movie. They're all actors. He's in that uh, white picket fence township. The streets were swept clean. Everyone's nice and friendly, waves to him. Of course, they're all paid actors. He, he doesn't know that. And it showed that uh, pristine golf course type lawn in there. Of course, there's a, another truth drop when that light fixture came down. It was labeled Sirius, the dog star. And uh, Sirius is highly worshipped in the pagan uh, cult world <clears throat> and uh what what's interesting is we we watch that movie and we think that that's funny cute and clever how he's not in on it but everyone else is and then there, there's the movie producer and he was picked uh the character that jim carrey plays was picked as a child to where they would film his life growing up in this uh, TV show, 20 plus, I don't know, 20, 30 years and running, something of that nature. 
And uh, but if you really think about it, how do you know that you and I and the listening audience, how do you know that we, in a sense, not only are we in the Truman Show, but how do you know we aren't all brainwashed and are really in a reality where we are controlled just like Jim Carrey was in this movie? And the, the answer is we absolutely have been since birth. So of our parents, grandparents, and so forth. We've been uh, brainwashed and we've been influenced as to defining what success is. How to obtain happiness. What is beauty? What are our goals and aspirations uh, in life? Do you know that all of that has been artificially implanted? We've been taught what beauty is as far as beauty can contain, uh, considered for a male or female. We've been taught what success is and how success is defined. We've even been raised an influence as to what we want to be when we grow up. But is that really natural? Are we, as say, grown adults? Did we turn out as we thought we should or could have been? Have we reached certain success? according to worldly standards by the system engineers how do you know how do you know that what you are as an adult what you picked as a career how do you know that from day one it was been artificially implanted and you thought this whole time you made your own decisions and you became what you wanted to be to be but in all reality it's nothing close to what you should have been naturally so uh we've been heavily influenced. How's that the case? Well, let's do this. Let me, uh, there's one other one. I'll copy and paste it for you to play. It's only 30 seconds. If you uh, play this video, it's only a 30 second video. Here's, here's the corporate world. Here's the system engineers. Yeah. And, and, and this is why we kill dandelions and like the Truman Show, we have the manicured lawn and all the pictures I showed in the subdivisions and homeowners association. Here's why we think that this pristine lawn is beautiful and a moniker of success. Wait, I have you surrounded. You're just going to stand there or are you going to take your lawn back? We're going to take it back. We're going to take it back. With Scott's Turf Builder, triple action. It gets three jobs done at once, kills weeds, prevents crabgrass, and keeps your lawn growing strong. Glorious! No. No. Get a bag of Scott's triple action today. It's guaranteed. Feed your lawn. Feed it. Mm-hmm. Feed your lawn. Feed your lawn. Feed it. Meanwhile, you're creating an artificial environment. Uh, you're destroying any sort of aeration and nutrient enrichment of the soil, which is also upsetting the ecosystem, the ecological balance of the soil, which will also affect the microbes that are in the soil, which would also affect the nitrogen quality in the soil. Am I somewhere on the right track, Chad? Yeah. So interesting. Starts off with the bagpipes and their typical logo, and you've got the Scottish man, and he, he's there. Weeds. He's holding up Take the that alone. 
holding up a dandelion, one of the most nutritional, medicinal, and healthiest foods on planet Earth. He's calling it a weed. Then they have the wimpy couple. You're going to stand there and let your, the what he's calling weeds, which are actually natural get grasses, extremely healthy. You're going to let them take over. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Right. And then uh, it, it shows uh, he holds up the turf builder. And then you want that sterile monolithic lawn. And then that's victory and feeding your lawn. That's how he ended that feeding your lawn. Yeah, you, you want to know what you're feeding your lawn, you stupid piece of S-H blank <laughs> well, that you citizens, you Canadian, European, you know what you're feeding your effing lawn? Scott's Turf Builder? You ever hear of Agent Orange? Wow, exactly. Okay. Herbicide widely used during Vietnam War. What's in Agent Orange? Two comma four dash D. What is that? Diethanol amine salt. You're killing it. It's like it's the Roman modern equivalent of salting the earth. Your diethanol amine salt is a poison. It's agent orange. How does it work? Well, it appears to work by causing uncontrolled cell division in vascular tissue, abnormal increase in cell wall plasticity, biosynthesis of proteins, and production of ethylene occur in plant tissues following exposure. These processes are responsible for uncontrolled cell division. It gives what they're calling weeds, these prairie grasses, cancer. Aggressive, exploding cancer. Would this also, Bilaj guy in our comments said this, would, so would a side effect of this severely hamper the ability to grow gardens in one's backyard? It's a, it's a biosynthesis cancer. You're eating it and you're drinking it. Because everyone that has these manicured lawns and pays for companies to come and treat their lawns You've just poisoned the Northern Hemisphere water supply. You wonder why you have freaking cancer? Wake up, you are, you morons! Human society is gone. I want no part of it. No part of it. The mind control is off the chart. Guess what? You guys ain't going to make it. Humanity's not going to make it. Because you watch TV... And you've been influenced. So is your parents and grandparents. Human society is not spiritual. You're not connected to nature. You're influenced. Again, not talking to Rogue News audience. Because they're bright. They know better. And they're being educated by shows like this. Who am I talking about? The 99.999% are so-called friends and family or neighbors. Yeah, the normies. They're never going to get it. What did most people do the last three years? Won't get into that. Okay. So weeds, what they're calling weeds. Go on their website. What are they calling weeds? Here's what Scott's, Scott's turf builder, and they're not alone. Here's what the Agent Orange Corporation is calling weeds. Clover. Chickweed. 
wild carrot, plantains, bull thistle, mustard. Just a list of 50 to 100 weeds that this kills. Weeds. No, 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 not weeds. They're prairie grasses. So what does Agent Orange kill and give you cancer? Gives plant tissue cancer. It's a biosynthesis. Poisons the water. Thanks, folks. Yeah, your lawn looks great. You're killing us. You freaking morons. That's human society today. Clover. Oh, we got to kill clover. Thanks, Scott's Turf. Clover fixes nitrogen that feeds grasses and reduces the need for artificial fertilizer. Since clover helps maintain soil moisture and suppresses certain other weeds, clover lawns require less water and herbicide. All good yeah. weeds the environment. Chickweed. Chickweed's anti-inflammatory. It's an antiseptic. It's antifungal. It can be used to treat a number of skin complaints, boils, sores, rashes, wounds. It also can help relieve itching, inflammation that accompanies many of these conditions. Wild carrot. It's used for urinary tract problems, including kidney stones, bladder problems, water retention, excess uric acid in your urine. It also helps when it comes to gout, the painful joint problem caused by too much uric acid. The seed oil is used for severe diarrhea. It helps with indigestion and intestinal gas, gas pains. Plantains are carb-rich food, a good source of fiber and vitamins and minerals. They also contain antioxidants that fight free radicals. With good levels of vitamin C, they can also support the immune system, your immune function. Likewise, their vitamin B6 content may reduce cardiovascular risk and improve your mood. Bull thistle. Plant was used by early humans as a warm medicinal tea to treat muscle pain rheumatoid arthritis. The roots were also used to aid in digestion, to treat stomach cramps. The leaves were used to treat, uh, flesh flowers were chewed on for taste. Mustard. There are extremely high levels of immune boosting vitamin A and C. They're low in calories, high in fiber, and high in vitamin K. They have good levels of essential minerals. The mustard plant, uh, includes calcium, magnesium, zinc, selenium, manganese. If you're not aware, you know what's in the mustard family? Broccoli, canola, cauliflower, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, and turnips. Enjoy your green lawn. I'm done I mean, with humanity. You know the other flip side of this, right? You talk about how the connection between these types of pesticides and how it's destroying, decimating, and eviscerating the gut biome, right? The rise and prevalence of Crohn's disease, right? The destruction of homeostatic organisms that are, that are found especially within the uh, soil that are absolutely ravaged by this crap. It's incredible, Jet. And this is why we have rise in intestinal problems, rise in the death and destruction of the gut biome and the strong linkage, the explosion of autism across the spectrum in modern Western society. Yep. There's no turning this around. 
You're a fool if you think so. The the multi-generation brainwashing. We will die due to nitwit, brain-controlled Joe Sixpack. There's around 8 billion of them. So the few that will survive are the ones that are connected to nature, they're spiritual, and they've learned how to get away from human society and are developing off-grid communities. That Those are the handful that will survive. You can't, you can't turn this around. You can't turn your subdivision around. You can't turn your township, your county. You can't vote in the right city council, the mayor. It's too far gone. This is non-human intelligence that has successfully destroyed mankind, but a small remnant, 0.0003%. These are traditional calculations based on ancient history. The chances of you being 0.0003% to survive or the same chances of winning the Powerball lottery. It's possible, but odds are odds are against you. So I'm not spending any more time and energy. I've I've tried that. I was I was involved in in teaching work and and classrooms, and and, and I'm done. I'm in my fifties. I'm folding up my shop. I've done my bit as far as uh, what's required of me morally, ethically. Uh, I've done my duty. Now I'm keeping my mouth shut. My technologies are no longer, they for years, they're not going public near the other scientists. I'm only working with off-grid communities. And they already know who they are. I've contacted them. They've contacted me. That's how I'm spending the rest of my life, helping those people, the 0.0003%. Yeah, absolutely. Jet. An absolutely bombastic and revelatory program here. Something as mundane as grass. You've taken it to another level and absolutely extrapolated it for us to ways that we've never even thought possible. Thank you so much for doing that for us, man. Yep, and apologize that uh, I got very emotional. I'm very angry, uh, and uh, my emotions run high. This is a sensitive issue, and uh, humanity's gone. And I, I, I'm very sad about it. But I've assessed the situation, and I know what I'm doing in the, in the future, and I just disclose what it is. So, uh, you know, I'll continue to share in this Rogue News family. It's a small, intimate audience. But as far as the masses, no way. It's, it's too late. It's not, not going to happen. So hopefully those of you that heard today's show or listening to it this week, uh, rebroadcast, you'll get some benefits out of it. But unfortunately... Probably where you live, if you try to introduce natural grasses, you'll be slapped with a fine by your homeowners association. <laughs> Unbelievable. Absolutely right. Very well said. With that being said, Jet, thank you so much for joining us, folks. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same channel. Uh, same time. It's going to be 11 a.m. tomorrow. I'll be on, and Matthew Eric will be on at 2 p.m., so keep it locked and loaded right here at roguenews.com. And check out our paid sponsors, algofactory.tech. That being said, we're over and out.